Hello, thank you for joining me. You're listening to the Profitable Content Marketing Show. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. Today we speak to Tommy Marshad, who is a professional videographer specialized in shooting quality testimonials for coaches and small businesses. Tommy has moved his business completely online during the pandemic, becoming a digital nomad. He has moved to Malta from the UK and set himself up online. In this episode, we talked about how to get quality testimonials for your business, about the power of testimonials as a lead conversion tool, and what to avoid when asking for those all-important testimonials. So, let's dive right in. Okay, hello Tommy, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm really looking forward to sharing your expertise with testimonials today. But before I jump into asking you all the questions, which I'm sure our audience is really going to enjoy, would you like to tell us who you are and what you do and how, of course, how you're connected to testimonials? Sure. I'm Tommy Mershad Parrish. I'm a remote video testimonials expert. Um, I used to do, I used to film people's clients in person. Um, and turn them into lead conversion videos. Um, that was pre-pandemic. And then when everybody was locked down and couldn't go anywhere and I was stuck in a basement, it all went over Zoom. Excellent. So, so you started doing video testimonials before all of this happened, right? So how has it changed with, with, with the pandemic? You know, the, the, the need change, you know, how did it affect things? Prior to the pandemic, I was very regional and every job I did, I would have to travel, you know, it'd be like a four hour coach to London or something like that, stay overnight, go visit the client. Um, at one point I actually flew out to Malta and got, and got on a plane after a morning meeting, you know, went to Leeds Bradford airport, flew out, um, landed at Luhar airport, got on, a, got on a taxi and sped there with half an hour to spare you know, which was pretty hair raising. Whereas now I would literally just do it from my desk. You know, that's probably, you know, I don't have to fly 3000 miles anymore. You know, that's, that's the, that thing, that's the biggest change. Um, and pre pandemic, that would have been, it's something I've done already, but I couldn't, I wouldn't have expected that people would have taken an interest in that, you know, sort of long distance filming. That's right. That's right. So, so before you used to film sort of testimonials anywhere, so you used to fly different places. And now, of course, people are more used to doing everything online, even, you know, a, a lot of coaches are, are moving online. But if I get it right, um, the principles are still the same. So, you know, the principles of getting a good testimonials. And I'm sure our audience is very interested in hearing how we can get great testimonials because you know, it makes such a big difference when we have those on our sales pages, on our websites, you know, it makes people want to get in touch with us. So what is it, Tommy, that you feel makes a really good testimonial? You know, if you're there to ask, or somebody's there to ask your client, um, it could be you, it could be a member of staff, it could be a virtual assistant. You know, if, if somebody's present to ask good questions of people, um, and there's a, there's a lot of generic ones that get bring up good answers. Um, then you're going to get better feedback. Whereas if you tell somebody to say anything, then you're going to be getting hit and miss. 
To be honest, most testimonials are at some level of good. You know, mm -hmm. people want to say nice things about you. They'll have an idea of what they want to get across. Um, so most of the time, they're not bad. It's just that a lot of them are missed chances. You know, there's usually they walk away with less than they could have had. And people do not respond so much to testimonials as a box ticking exercise. You know, they're not looking for them to hear, to say this, the particular things, you know, they're not waiting for people to say, he gave me great service. I would recommend them stuff that you've heard in every other testimonial ever. What they're, what they're looking for is stuff that feels real, sponsored, you know, random, um, that only could have been said by that person at that point in time, and they looked like they were thinking about it as they said it. Um, so those kind of statements, you know, come without people being pushed. It, it's just questions. As I said, you know, there, there are usually about a decent number of basic questions that you can ask that can that are very different and that can get people respond that respond to them in different ways um but if you just give them one you know let's say say something nice about me then you you know you, you could miss out on what could be could be some great responses that get that's, you more work at the end of the day that's right that's right so so it's better to not let them just sort of come up with something making suggestions and questions um so you know our audience is made up um you know mostly of service providers online coaches you know um that kind of that kind of business what kind of questions you know is, is there a set of say maybe two or three questions that are really well suited to you know getting testimonials for service-based businesses or for coaches yeah uh, coaches are an interesting one because they they meet the biggest wall of indifference, you know, and cynicism. Um, you know, co coaches in particular, but you could say this about a lot of businesses, and I, I don't want to sound negative, I'm, I'm, just, I'm a great, you know what I mean? You oh, get it. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people treat coaches like they, um, they're selling snake oil, they're too expensive. Mm -hmm. Coaches struggle to get referred often because people are confused about what they do. There's, there's a number of reasons. Um, Indeed. And the biggest most important thing to do is to get people talk about tangible, like, um, you know, like results that people can understand. You know, there's a lot of, um, you know, so people can say, I feel more positive, you know, what does that mean? You know, like people, you know, let's say that I found the strength to leave my partner. That's a result. You know, I had the confidence to start a business and now I'm doing well. That's a result, you know, and there's often, especially with coaches, there's different areas, you know, there's executive life, business and sometimes they're, they're kind of you know overlapping not all the time that's right what coach you are um but the the biggest thing is to get tangible answers from people that demonstrate possible life improvements or business improvements you know a lot of the time the answers are you know we can end up with answers that are too big and that that don't mean anything you know people sometimes people will say oh they were fantastic what does that mean you know people can walk out happy and clapping and whatnot but unless they've got something solid you know whether it's in the bank account whether it's in life progress then it, it it's not going to mean anything to anybody that's right that's right i get very excited when my clients can actually mention numbers you know because they are very concrete 
So if they can say, you know, I'm I'm getting, you know, five requests a day for my website, I'm getting, you know, so much uh, traffic, um, where they can use something, like you said, very tangible, something um, that maybe has changed their daily life or, you know, their, their business, then of course, it's it's so much easier for the people to to relate. When it comes to to testimonials, I'm 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 quite interested in actually uh, sort of going to the other side now. So we've looked at sort of what a good testimonial looks like. What do you feel is the kind of testimonial we should definitely try to avoid? You know, have you, for instance, ever come across? Uh, you know. You've probably come across a lot of websites. You know, have you ever come across a testimonial and you're like, oh my goodness, no, this is exactly yeah. the wrong way of doing yeah, it. Yeah, I have actually. And, <laughs> you know, it, I remember it looked like somebody in front of a fireplace, right? That was the crazy thing. It was like, what is this person doing in front of a fire to start with? And it was all, <laughs> it was so contrived. And it was by a finance, you know, a company that deals in money. Uh -huh. And they, and I remember this because I had dealings with them and they had, I think, multiple decision makers. So they were all trying to get this corporate thing, you know, this corporate vibe, you know, looking like they were dealing with, ever, they were all dealing with blue chip companies. The irony is most of their customers were, were small and medium businesses that talked like you and me, you know, but they, but everybody, a lot of people think that they look professional or look trustworthy. They've got to look like a company that's outrageously sized. It does everything in a very corporate fashion. And a lot of people can't relate that to that at all. So this one, they pretty much staged all the questions and answers, you know, and, and this is the thing I hear sometimes, and it's, it's a real killer, which is we've got certain messages we want to push out. So we need this client to get out certain messages. Oh. And I'm like, okay, so you've pretty much closed the door to anything that could be remotely interesting that that client could say about you that people would appreciate you know anything a lot of the time it's the answers that we don't know they're going to say that make people jump out of their seats that's they right completely, you know like gone past that um you know so it when you try to stage it and especially when you try you know too much and when you try to get your um client to say things that you want them to say rather than let them speak their mind and just ask them the right questions to to get them going uh then people will will smell, you know, the dodginess of it from a mile off. Excellent, very good. So two very important points. Don't tell your clients what to say. <laughs> Make them look sort of fake. Uh, they need to look like your audience, right? Um, they need to be well matched because it's like you mentioned, you're trying to make your clients look like they're bigger than they are, but then your clients are actually small to medium business, then yeah, there's a disconnect there. Exactly, yeah. And a lot of companies to, do see themselves reflected in the testimonials. Otherwise, you know, they're going to be less effective. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned attention before. It's important to grab people's attention, but you know, we all know people's attention spans are limited today. So what do you think uh, the right length for a video testimonial would be on average? Kind of depends on whether you're getting a professional to do it who might ask lots of questions you know, to a customer that's been with you for a year to six months or something like that or longer, a customer that's done a little bit of work with you, you know, and they haven't been with you for that long, a lot of the time, you don't really want to go much more over than a minute, a minute and a half might be pushing it too far, you know, because how much they've got to say that is of interest is going to be more limited, you know, 
And yeah. it's, it's not good to pad out a testimonial for the sake of getting it to a certain length. It's actually better to cut things out. And so you want the message to be there to be there as fast as possible so that as many people watch it as, yeah. as possible. The longer it is, the more people drop off. Fair enough. Great as, as a kind of rule, yeah. You know, I think if you get a professional to do it, going over to going over two and a bit minutes is really pushing your luck. Sometimes I'm finishing a program and I'm already sort of in the swing of launching the next one. So time can be very busy. Um, but getting those testimonials while while people are still sort of excited and warm about the program is very important. So sort of in, in that kind of situation, um, let's say, could I, for instance, or could someone just hand you the testimonials and you take care of everything? Or does the other person um, need to do the interviews for you? What do you find actually works best? With coaching programs, it occupies a bit of a strange middle space because people do them for sometimes three months, you know. Um, and it's not in theory long term, but it's not short. Do you know what I mean? They, they, it's yeah. pretty intensive, these programs. So usually people, a lot of people in them have hit decent results. Yeah. Like they made big changes. That's why they jumped on in the first place. Um, so it, if they're doing it themselves, and they've recorded the footage, in theory, they can edit it, you know? You can get pretty basic programs on Macs, you can down, you can get really basic programs for PCs, and you can chop it up and arrange it if, if you want. What I tend to find is coaches are busy people. Yeah, um, <laughs> indeed. So if you load yourself with stuff that you're not gonna get around to doing, or that's gonna be a challenge, then you're setting yourself up to fail. And if, if I've learned anything about coaches, they, they preach the value of outsourcing. So you either get a professional, you get a virtual assistant who's creative, you know, to, to whittle it down and to just get the golden nuggets from the clients in question. Whittle it. If they have got time, I know a lot of coaches have because they're early in their journey, then, then do it, you know. Um, interview your clients, take the footage. I think a professional is who you'd hire when you want to grow faster, you know. Um, you, you pay them for their inside knowledge or their experience in how to arrange the statements from your clients in the right way and or pick out the best statements and then arrange them to hit people's emotional buttons. That's you know? um, and that is for faster growth. But if they're starting out and they, they are short of money, then they will still have good content. You can use apps like SenseBark to let them record it themselves. And to be honest, you, can, you don't have to stop with the testimonials. You can have them transcribed, and then you can turn that into, you know, you're a content, you know, evangelist, so you get it. Those can make great sources for written stuff. You know, LinkedIn posts, case studies, graphics, you know, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Absolutely. In fact, I do transcribe all my testimonial videos. <laughs> yeah, definitely, even when they're really, really long. Well, Tommy, it's been it's been a really insightful interview. Thank you so much. I do have one final question for you, which I ask all of our guests, and that is, uh, which is the best piece of content you have created? To go to say I created it would probably be doing the man who gave the testimonial a disservice. Okay. There yeah. A, there was a fellow from um, Poland who gave a testimonial for a mortgage broken client of ours, and his gratitude was off the charts and it turns out the mortgage broker had been you know like pretty much taking calls during his evening dinner 
you know, to help wow. this guy get through. And if you're self-employed, it is really hard getting a mortgage for a lot of people. It's doubly hard now in the pandemic, you know, but this is this yeah. is the year before it. And his gratitude was off the charts. Um, and I, I've got to say this in a positive way. Some people might interpret it the wrong way. I think when you speak English as a second language, I think you, even if you speak it fluently, your words are much more direct. There's a lot of that, you know, silly, a lot less of the silly filler words that us Brits tend to use to dress up the truth. Absolutely, yes. And, and his gratitude was well-spoken, but very direct. And um, and the way he came across, that still remains the mortgage broker's favorite video because you can just see his, his happiness, you know, and, um, and that was the video that actually persuaded a lot of people that, that remote filming could work. You know, it, it didn't matter. We didn't film it in person. It was all done through somebody's phone um, and my laptop recording it. So, you know, it, it, it goes to prove it's what you say. That's right. So it's not about how big the production is. It's about catching the message. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Tony. Um, before, before we jump off, um, I would like to add some of your links to the show notes. So where can people find you if they want to find out more about what you do? Yeah, sure. I have two websites. One is uh, conversionsforcoaches.com and the other is vouchforme.video.com um, where it's a number four instead of the word four in, in the second case. Excellent. So we'll pop those in the show notes so people can go and find them at stephaniefitaniel.com slash podcast and they can just click on the links and come straight to your websites for coaches and for video testimonials. Thank you so much, Tommy. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to the Profitable Content Marketing Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share it with friends and colleagues and anyone you think is going to find this useful. If you'd like to give me some feedback or a question, leave a review on iTunes or a comment on the YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube. Whatever you do, make sure you don't miss the next episode because we have more juicy content coming your way. See you in the next episode.